You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. It's time to take your business to the next level. On today's show, we're talking about why layoffs never work. Hi, Dale Dixon here. On the line with Jason Jennings, hello. Hi, Dale. Great to be with you again. And always good to be speaking with you today. As I said, our topic today, why layoffs never work. But you say you have one single exception. So I think we've gotten to that point in the business community where we just expect to see at some point there are going to be layoffs. It is the expected. Why is it not the good thing to do? Uh, I call up the lunacy of layoffs, and, and, and let me tell you how we landed on this one. Uh, as we began researching our book, uh, it's not the big that eat the small, it's the fast that eat the slow, and then we got into less is more, and then I wrote Think Big, Act Small, where, where we were screening and studying literally hundreds of thousands of companies to come down to those companies that are the best at speed or at the best at productivity or at the best at growth, all of a sudden, uh, there was one big glaring observation, which was that all of these great companies, uh, the best of the best, had a strict policy of no layoffs. And, and, and the lunacy of layoffs is, is, is this, because there are many horrible things that happen uh, when layoffs are employed as a tactical tool, but only in America uh, do we celebrate CEOs who lay people off. Only in America do we drive stock prices up when a company announces that it's going to lay off people. And, and, and yet, I, I like to turn that one upside down and say, wait a minute. If you've got a CEO of a company who has hired all of these people, and now he is going to be rewarded or she is going to be rewarded for laying off these people, um, and they hired them in the first place, why aren't they the very first layoff? I mean, if they're responsible for having hired them and employing them, I mean, and now they're laying them off and, and they're going to be celebrated and uh, warmly received by Wall Street, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Dale, there are, there are four negative things uh, that really happen uh, when, when companies resort uh, to layoffs. Number one, uh, they lose valuable knowledge when institutional memory is not transferred uh, to others. Uh, the, the people aren't there. The people with the knowledge are no longer there. The second thing that happens is this. Uh, the damage to workers includes a, a loss of morale, anxiety, pessimism, and most importantly, a, a save-my-own-butt attitude. A, a, a siege mentality is not in the best interest of a company. And so when a company has layoffs going on and, and they can tell uh, by reading the tea leaves that more are probably in the wind, uh, workers no longer care about the company. Uh, they really care about themselves. And uh, what are they going to do to survive? Uh, the third negative thing about layoffs is this. <laughs> it's getting real expensive to lay off workers. I mean, legal, administrative, uh, financial packages out the door. And then what do they have to do? Uh, they rehire, and that's recruiting and training expenses. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and then the other thing, and this one has been financially proven over and over and over again, uh, layoffs may lead to superficial short-term efficiencies, but they don't produce or they don't sustain any productivity. And so I think uh, two of the poster childs uh, that I've written about in my books for a policy of no layoffs are uh, Nucor Steel, um, America's largest steel maker, uh, who've uh, increased 
uh, their quarterly dividend for 152 consecutive quarters, uh, who have led the Standard & Poor's stock index for the past decade in, in terms of performance, and where there's a, a strict no-layoff attitude. And Dan D'Amico, their, their CEO, uh, says that, look, we're in the steel business, and there are going to be down markets, and there's going to be cyclical demand. So he says in a bad economy, uh, the first thing to go is every single executive perk and bonus. Note what I just said. Uh, Dale, in a downturn, in an economic downturn, the first thing that goes is every executive perk and bonus. So your second gonna, thing that goes, you're going to flip everything on its head. And in the and what we're used to seeing is that we start at the bottom and start making cuts. Now right. we start at the top and start making the cuts. That's exactly right. The next thing that happens is plant managers and supervisors give up theirs. And he says only then are the steel workers affected. And what they do is they start reducing the work week from five days to four days. But the five days to four days for everybody in the company. And if that's not sufficient, there was one time in their history where they actually went to three days and they actually used one of those days having everybody uh, cleaning uh, the plant and, and doing the housekeeping. And, and, and then there's the case of uh, SRC holding uh, Jack Stack, uh, who I think is probably uh, one, of the, one of the best CEOs, I mean, who has ever served. And he says, look... Um, we exist for one reason. We have a tremendous, a tremendous passion for keeping and maintaining jobs. And he says what we do is we put our money where our mouth is. And he says employees here uh, at SRC Holdings are paid in four ways. Uh, first of all, their salary. They have a stock program where everyone earns stock based on the performance of the company. Then they have an individual bonus program tied to productivity. And then they've got the earnings of the company itself. And he says, look, all four of these, I mean, come into play during a business downturn. Uh, he says what we've done is we've built a four-layer process to protect everyone during rough economic times. The stock program would be affected before we'd ever cut a job. Next, the bonus program would be hit, and then there'd be a depletion of corporate earnings. Uh, he says those are all the things we would do before we would ever lay anybody off, and they have never had to do them. And so layoffs simply don't work, I mean, as, uh, as, as a standard a tool in in the executive's arsenal. So before uh, we get to the one exception, I, you are uh, you have a habit of going in and interviewing all of the management, or at least ten people in management and those in attendance whenever you go to speak. And up to this point, yes. you've interviewed thousands of executives along the way. So I have to yep. I have to think that this topic has come up in at least one of your conversations, and you've probably gotten some pushback from an executive who said. Sorry, but we're going to make some layoffs at some point in the, down the road. What has happened in that conversation? Have you changed somebody's mind, and, and what did you see? It's, it's interesting you mention uh, this because just yesterday uh, I was working on a piece, and I, 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 in fact, I actually have the mathematics right in front of me, uh, and uh, you're right. Uh, you know, it's, it sounds like a throwaway line that you have interviewed uh, you know, thousands of people. The actual number that we came up with is uh, one, for 1,000 speeches over the past uh, decade, uh, for every speech I do, I, I interview the CEO for at least an hour and then 10 other people. Well, if you do the math, uh, so I've, I've spoken to roughly 11,000 business executives, myself, not my research team. My research team have done countless tens of thousands of others, but, but I have had 11,000 of these conversations. Um, I will tell you, um, I, I seldom end up talking to a bad apple. I truly believe that most people, mo and, and that includes most business executives and CEOs, want to do the right thing. 
Uh, I don't think anybody uh, sits there with a pair of horns and a pitchfork saying, ooh, I can't wait to get in there and begin doing some layoffs. Uh, I, 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 but, but I don't think it's a conversation that many people have had. You have to understand, we, we, we don't have a school for CEOs. We, we really don't. Uh, and business schools do not prepare anybody, I mean, to be CEOs. So there is no school. I mean, uh, somebody can go to to become a business owner or to become a CEO. And so what happens is they begin somewhere in the organization, and, I mean, they, they get some things done, so they get promoted, 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 and, uh, but, but nobody has ever trained them or given them the skills on, on how to be a leader. And so um, just quite the opposite when I have these conversations with people um, – they don't want to embrace layoffs. They want to do the right thing, but nobody has ever been there uh, to explain to them the negative things that happen when you use layoffs as a repeated tool. And as you lay it out that you're going to lose knowledge, you're going to lose morale, it's going to be much more expensive, and it's only superficial, those four points, right. uh, you make a very strong case. So, And I could see right. that you would win them over, I mean, just the moment you go through it like that. All right, so... Yep. We've got the lunacy of layoffs, but you at the, in the beginning you said there is one exception. So what's the exception? Uh, there, there. I, I think there is uh, one exception. I think you have. Um, there's one opportunity to do whatever needs to be done to save and right the ship, and that is when you are taking over. When you take over an organization and you look at every single number, you examine uh, the financial resources you have, you pick a destination where you are going to take this organization, when you have put the leadership team together, then you have to ask the question, uh, wh where do we stand in, in headcount? I mean, do we have enough people? Do we have too many people for where the organization, uh, where we're going to take the organization? And then if you decide that you've got several hundred bodies too many, then I think a single one-time layoff uh, or termination, if you will, uh, I, I, I think that a new CEO or a new leader uh, – is responsible for saving and writing the ship. Uh, and it's great. I mean, if you can take care of uh, that change through attrition, that's not always possible. I mean, Dale, uh, consider, consider the story of Yahoo uh, and their checkered past during the past six or seven years as they try to figure out what they're going to be, who they're going to be, and where they're going to take the company. I mean, and it's been one wave of layoffs after another in an effort to attempt to boost short-term quarterly earnings. So let's get rid of 500 people. Let's get rid of some more. Let's get rid of some more the next quarter so we can make these damn numbers look good. Well, then what happens is a new CEO comes in and, uh, you know, everybody wants to give her a chance and everybody is hoping for the best. But the biggest single problem they're having right now is the recruitment of talent. Who in the world would want to go to work for Yahoo, I mean, given their past performance? If you've got an opportunity to go to work for Google or Facebook or one of the other thousands of startups taking place, I mean, that's where I'd park my butt and that's where I'd want my future to be. 
That's exactly where it's, what's happening. So, you know what? You have these always present a paradigm shifting opportunity, and we've talked today about the lunacy of layoffs. And coming up on the next edition, we're, we're going to spend some time on why everyone needs a program to succeed. So, Jason Jennings, great information as always. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.